Welcome to the Drive Time Podcast. This is Ray Ortega, your host, and I'm the CEO and founder of Grata Software, where we partner with companies to build innovative technologies on cloud platforms. Today, we're on episode four, so let's get started. podcast for listening currently we've already launched the podcast so I'm hoping it's already out there somewhere and someone's listening um, I know last time I talked about the different steps of the uh, setting up an MVP where you start off with a basic concept prototype a working prototype uh, then moving to or towards in connecting front end and back end an interface with a back end and then finally deploying to a minimum viable product obviously those are the steps um, in order to create an MVP and they could be done differently based on your company so I'm not saying that every company has to follow the same steps some companies sometimes decide to go all the way straight to the MVP some of them just build a prototype find out that the market doesn't bear what they're looking at building and turn around and just cancel the project we've done several of these for different companies and we've seen the successes and the failures. It kind of helps to understand the process and how that affects the final outcome. What we find a lot of times is we'll, they'll start designing what the MVP, quote unquote MVP is gonna be. As that design's happening, the owner of the product, um, whether it be a company or a person, tends to look at it and say, oh, well, you know, it'd be cool. They, the, the customer would like this or the customer would like that. And so we find a lot of times where we're adding features to a product that it's in, in its initial phase, its initial MVP is supposed to solve a problem, but now we've, we're starting to solve more than one problem. And we start to solve several problems, but the question is, are they really a problem? And that's the conversation that has to happen. And I kind of am jumping into this conversation, but the reality is, is you know, you know, in a more defined way, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the initial steps when you're first starting to create your, not your MVP, but that prototype, that you know, the interface, um, the UI element or the design, um, because in that step, it's probably the most important step, because depending on how that step goes depends on how much money you're going to spend down the pipeline. It can get really expensive. We've had MVPs go from anywhere anywhere from a ten to twenty thousand uh, MVP all the way up to a hundred thousand MVP, and I'm not joking about the hundred thousand. There's been there's been companies we've worked with that have spent a hundred thousand dollars just to test the market, and it might not sound that big to a Fortune 500 because uh, their products are going to be far more complex and their customer base is already established. But for a small business, if you're trying to launch a new idea, or a new product, a new concept spending $100,000 just to find out if the market's going to bear what you have to offer is, is a little insane. I mean, it, and you know, and if you've already done that, I apologize. I don't mean to be rude. It is insane. Um, but it's not your fault. It's really the fact that, you know, someone hasn't explained how this works. And so my goal is to explain how this works and hopefully save you some money and some, some heartache in the, the, the process. So when we're first making the design, right, you know, we're trying to solve one problem. So for instance, let's say um, we've had a company come up to us and say, okay, so this comp so um, there's these things called surety bonds. 
And so they're bonds essentially that protect, like the government, if they want to build a road, they, what they do is when they contract a company, they have to contract a company that has what's called a surety bond that protects them. In case that company fails or goes under, there's kind of like an insurance policy that covers the construction of the road. And so it's a requirement. Uh, and so there's companies out there that they sell these surety bonds to manufacturers, to uh, construction crews, things like that. In order to get these surety bonds, the, the, the way the process kind of works is if I'm Florida, right, and we're going to build new construction roads, uh, let's say new interstate. When I get the bids from several of the construction companies that are bidding on the process, I require a surety bond in order to protect the, you know, the, that interest to make sure that the roads get built no matter what happens to the company. So when I request the surety bonds, the company has to go out to basically the same way you would personally go out to an insurance adjuster or an insurance agent uh, to get your health insurance or your car insurance. These companies have to go out to an insurance agency that handles surety bonds. And these agencies, what they do is they essentially go out to the what they call underwriters. And just like insurance, it gets shopped around and it basically hits a network and this network basically splits out and it goes to several different companies that provide the underwriting for that, that surety bond. So this company came to us and says, okay, right now we, we do everything manually. It's all about speed. The person that returns to that construction company the best bond deal, right, in the fastest amount of time is most likely going to win the project, is going to win the, the contract, okay? And so it's a, it's a time game, right? It's you're it's your fighting against time. So when you're so when you're a small business and this is what you do, and in, in this case, this is what this person was doing, you know, they're competing against these Fortune 1000 surety companies that already have all the technology and software to handle these requests in milliseconds and get basically get the responses and the data that they need in milliseconds to be able to return back, you know, a response and say, yes, this is the deal that we can offer you for this company to cover this amount of a surety, you know, surety bond. So when you're a small business, you have to compete against that. So this company came up to us and says, listen, this is the thing we need. We need something that we can be able to, first of all, request surety bonds from these uh, providers, surety bond providers, and then have them, and basically have them submit back to them through their platform, the response, the type of surety, the kind of coverage, all that kind of stuff. Now, what they wanted to do is they wanted to take this and make it into a product that they could sell to other companies that are doing the same thing. The problem is the speed of the transaction, right? Through the whole flow, okay? So this company came to us and we said, okay, this is what we recommend. And so we started working on a design, okay? And so in this design phase, all we're trying to solve is that initial problem. And the initial problem is the speed of delivery, okay? So to get that speed of delivery, there's several integrations that we know we're gonna have to do, right? And so what we did is in the design, we didn't make these connections, but we gave a design that kind of simulated the request, the distribution, okay, I need a surety bond for this amount for this specific company, right? And then the response back that says, these are the bonds that are available and these are monthly um, premium, right? And it covers this and these are the, the terms and conditions, right? And then in turn, the company 
that you know not only the agency gets to see the return of the bond, but then the company that's purchasing these bonds through the agency can see them and then approve them in real time. So, so that's the problem we're solving and that's the problem that we were designing for. In turn, again, this company wanted to use this as a product to sell to others. So all we did and all we were doing was building the user interface to give the simulation of this process. During that design process, the owner of the company comes back and says, okay, um, this is cool. Okay, now can we integrate a payment processing system so that we can, uh, so they can actually pay their premiums through the system? All right, that's one. The next one was, can we send out messaging and, and SMS messaging so that they can get notifications to their phone immediately? All right, now these are all valid. These are potential problems to solve, right? But if you think about it and, 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 and if you listen to what I'm saying, when you're building that MVP, you don't want to start including all those other features if that's not the problem you're trying to solve initially. First, you're trying to find out whether the customer, the customers that are going to buy into your software are going to use these things, are going to use these other features. First, you want to find out if they're going to use the primary feature first and if they're going to like the primary feature first. Then you can start building on top of that once you've gotten feedback from your, from your potential customers if this is something that they want to do. And so in this scenario, we always recommend going back and actually surveying your customer base in order to find out what features are they are looking for and what benefits their company. If you're building a product that you, you've got in your mind, this is the product that I want to build or this is the technology we're going to build and this is the problem we're trying to solve, focus on solving that problem and only build to solve that problem and release the product, you know, at least a prototype of that product to the to the to your potential customers for them to see it and react to it and make decisions based on it um, and give you the feedback you need in order to validate you know to great create a good product market fit right and that's what we call it a product market fit so when, like I said so when you're creating your MVP you're looking for product market fit fix the problem design for the problem prototype it show it to your customers get the feedback you need and then you can move on to the next step of building a a mock user interface with mock data in the back end and create a more interactive experience so that they can, you can start getting a feel for your customers into what they like about it what they don't like about the product things like that but the first initial grab is you're trying to figure out okay are these people going to want to buy this product is this product interesting to them okay that is the initial part of of starting off building your first designs and your first prototype. So that concludes this podcast. I know it was really short. Um, you know, we're going to go through each of these steps, uh, try to dig a little bit deeper. Um, there's even more to talk about. I mean, building an MVP, there's just a lot involved. And so um, we just talked about the design and then I'm hoping the next time we're going to start talking about moving forward into actually the full interactive uh, front to back. And once we go through that, and then we'll talk about even further going into a full functioning MVP, um, making sure you find the right development team, making sure that you're getting the infrastructure set up correctly, all that kind of stuff. So again, thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, to wait for episode, I believe episode five is the next episode. So um, looking forward to you listening even further. And if you have any questions, concerns, anything, please make a comment. Um, you know, depending on what platform we post this on, I know we're going to have this on several different platforms. So if you have a comment section, please.
please do me a favor, just comment. Please give us some feedback, what you want to know. If you have any questions that you want us to answer, I would love to have like a Q&A section where I can answer some of these questions uh, and, uh, and we can go from there. So, so thanks a lot for listening. Um, appreciate the, uh, any of the feedback that we get and, uh, and looking forward to the next podcast. All right. All right. We'll see y'all on episode five.